Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson. I have with me Colton Jones as always. Glad to have you back. Thank you for listening to Under an Open Heaven podcast. Alrighty, so there's been a few things on my heart and on my mind, and yeah, I just wanted to kind of like talk about one of them in particular. Uh, that being, um, now that I've been in the actual workforce for a while, what does it mean to? What does it mean to bring? God's kingdom, right? To even pray for like your kingdom come. Um, I've just been praying about that, especially since like during masses. We pray that every single, every single Sunday or every time you go to to mass, you know, you're praying. You're praying for God's will to be done and his kingdom to come. You know, I think this pretty... I don't know. It's so big, you know. So I, I don't know. I just kind of want to pray through because I feel like it was a little bit clear when we we're, you know, missionaries. Alrighty. So uh, I'm reading from Matthew six for the Lord's prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not subject us to the final test, but deliver us from the evil one. And then Jesus kind of goes on to talk a little bit further, and we can kind of circle back to this, because I think it's important. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. So I think there's a few different dimensions here. I almost I almost want to say that that line on forgiveness almost kind of highlights what it means for his kingdom to come from many people in the normal everyday life. Right? I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but when, when we were missionaries, it was easy to know the role, easy to know the structure. You know, like we... We went out, we talked to to students, to parish workers, to to literally everyone that we could um, about who Jesus was, who who he is, and w- w- what that means, you know, expressing Jesus alive in our hearts. In the everyday workforce, I don't necessarily feel like, that's not what I'm paid to do, you know, like I'm paid to do a job, I'm paid to operate a project, you know. Um, so on a practical level, you know, what does that look like? Since I'm not being paid, I'm no longer being paid to preach the gospel. I'm being paid to do a job. How does that look? You know, and, and just kind of like playing around with that. And just kind of looking at the broader picture, where I'm at right now is kind of like with within my workplace is, is really emphasizing servant leadership and forgiveness and accountability. So like I'm... I'm a web project manager, which means I'm in charge of 
in charge of a really awesome team um, and we develop church websites, which is really cool. So it's still not completely disconnected from the faith, you know, but even still, you know, there's people on my team who are not super overly religious. You know, it's important to navigate other people's comfortability, not just with like talking about faith, right? But also the the environment that you're in, right? It may not be all that comfortable to talk about your faith in an environment where you're pretty sure somebody's watching over your shoulder and counting your minutes, you know, <laughs> like, what are you doing? So that that's not exactly an appropriate place to, for you, for you, like the mode for you to be preaching the gospel, you know? So I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? Just like right off the bat. Yeah. I was considering how in my day-to-day work life, how I bring the kingdom to my workplace. I got to say, I'm, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Very bad at it. Uh, I mean, like the place where I work, it's not a, it's not a Christian culture or anything like that. There's not any expectation of, um, you know, expressing, expressing Christian attitudes. But when I started working there, I didn't pray grace before, you know, lunch. I don't, maybe it was because I was concerned about how I'd be viewed or I didn't quite feel comfortable doing that. Now, whether it was a manifestation of fear with regards to, uh, you know, showing that I'm a Christian or not, or whether it was just I I wasn't comfortable regardless. Um, Now I do pray, meal prayer, and, you know, I make the sign of the cross. So that's like, if anyone knows that, like, oh, that person is Catholic. And uh, I realized, like, man, the rest of how I act around people at work needs to reflect the fact that I follow Christ. Now I got to think about how I'm going to implement my actual faith in the workplace in an organic way. Because other than just praying before my meal, I mean, like, Otherwise, I think that now that people's, at least there's a visible sign that I am Christian, there's probably some level of like scandal uh, around like, oh, I didn't know he was Christian. Didn't act like it sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's true. And that's something that, you know, I got to let convict me. The more you express your faith in the world where we've got today, the less comfortable you're going to be. And so the more pressure is for you to suppress anything that would signify that you mm-hmm. believe in Christ. Yeah. And uh, in if you're not expressing your faith, you're denying a crucial aspect of yourself and your faith in turn can suffer because of it. It's not something that's meant to be quiet. Um, Jesus made that abundantly clear. He said, you know, don't put yourself under a bushel basket. Uh so I am at the point where I'm like, I really need to take myself seriously because I wouldn't say my, my workplace isn't hostile to Christianity, at least not in any way that I've experienced. Um, but it's almost a foreign thing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to really express 
myself in in a lived you know in a, in a faith based way uh is going to be foreign to others and i need to fight any urge <laughs> i have to fit in because um yeah i'm not really i'm not really supposed to fit in mm. in that case so yeah uh so I, I that that's just kind of where I am with all of it. So something I want to talk about and, and kind of get a better understanding of is the the phrase that you'd used of like I can't fit in or I shouldn't try to fit in. Something that I I've noticed is that sometimes we can use that as it's an excuse to be weird. I know you're not saying this. It's an excuse to um almost in a way uh respond with greater enthusiasm um you know it's kind of like a it's just a response right i mean if you look at the the history of of really uh, even america let's look at it i think i feel like politics is a great example because we all we all see it if one election it's republican the next election is going to probably be democratic if not it'll be the one right after that you know so it's it's always like democratic republican it's always like going back and forth back and forth we just seem to react we're very reactionary type people um so i just want to like kind of tease that out and kind of have you articulate what you mean when you say not be able to fit in because i i know you don't mean that um so i just want to kind of like tease that out a bit yeah i know that if i express you know aspects of my faith for instance yeah having a christian attitude uh meaning responding to disappointing things not by swearing (laughs) but by hope with hope i don't know like the, the the christian response to just about everything in life is not the common response mm-hmm. uh, it's really not the response of the world like for instance i'll give i'll give you a solid example whenever i i was at the dentist yesterday so i had a bunch of appointments that's why i was just slammed uh throughout the day and drove over like 200 miles <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was a lot of driving. So uh, I was at the dentist and uh, the dentist, he was talking to me and all that stuff. He knows my family and my sister. She's having a baby and all that stuff. So he was like, oh, how's that going? How's everyone doing and all that stuff? And the uh, dental hygienist, and there was a couple with an earshot of us. uh, She was like, oh, never have kids. Stuff like that. (laughs) And or... uh, Oh, never be, never get married. And honestly, and they were like, all of us are divorced. So like anyone, almost everyone at the office, at least the people who were in the immediate vicinity had been divorced and my, my dentist hasn't been married. It really struck me that, you know, I, I'm not really exposed often to that being the common thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just people's attitude towards marriage being just negative. Like, oh, it's, you know, you're going to have no time to yourself. All of your resources, are, you're going to have to share it with another person. And kids, kids just drain your money. They do all this. They they drain your time. They make you stressed. And I'm like thinking in my head, like, you really don't understand what it means to be married or to have kids then. Because that's literally like part and parcel of the deal. The, the worldview was completely different to me. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was just kind of like like back in my chair when they were just like saying that stuff i'm like <laughs> yeah right um, <laughs> well it's it is hard to have that conversation that in that setting right 
it, it just yeah. is. It is. And it is very uncomfortable because they're coming from a place of such emotion and or yeah, yeah I mean, the, their values are completely different too because mm-hmm. you know uh, with respect to christianity uh we we don't value the physical goods above the spiritual goods per se because whenever mm-hmm. we, we recognize that like for instance yeah children are worth sacrificing a boat for mm-hmm. yeah like you don't need you don't need extra physical goods that that aren't sustaining your life, you know, or, or the, the, your second house or your fourth house for that matter. I don't know. Like there are things other than that, which you can, you can buy They're The values that people have are completely just different mm-hmm. than, than what I'm used to. So, um, yeah, of course, I mean, marriage in family is a stressful thing but it's stressful in a sanctifying and beautiful kind of way. Uh, especially if you <laughs> go about it, you know, with faith and with Christ in mind. Um, Cause I mean, I see big families that I know the, the parents aren't necessarily um, swimming in money. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're, it's, it's not like they're, they're taxed in a way by having children, but the way that they love their kids and the way that they're, they're, they interact with their kids and that their kids are growing up in that environment of love is something I think far greater, far more substantial and far deeper than what I find in the attitude and the minds of those who are only familiar with the values that the world has to offer. Mm-hmm. And so approaching uh, my workplace, which is secular from a Christian mindset, is kind of in, in some ways daunting, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I was a person who didn't necessarily prioritize fitting in, which is something I do, I love I love being able to interact with people sharing values and all that stuff. But if I know that me and my coworkers don't share those same values, or at least it's not apparent that we do, I know that expressing that I value things like marriage, like family, uh, in in actual like like Christian values and believe in God and truth and all of this stuff, that if I express that, that will jeopardize my um chances of fitting in. So uh that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Is I know that there's I I there's a sense of risk when it comes to expressing your faith but mm-hmm. it's necessary if you want to maintain your faith yeah to allow that to be expressed in you same thing with like love if you always stifle the love that you feel for another person it's going to hurt you know mm-hmm. it's going to hurt your relationship with that person so yeah i would i would say i agree pretty wholeheartedly with that i would say that um i've i've had a bit of a perspective shift from that to almost one of like i almost need to fit in like what saint paul says is i need to be all things to all people and that's really really difficult to do when i was working at a company that shall not be named it's essentially like a trades company uh, just for their sake i'm gonna keep them out of the <laughs> for their sake and my sake uh, <laughs> um anyway 
Yeah. So when I was working just a normal like trades job in order to help sustain my family during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, um, I, I encountered a lot of people who had very, very, very radically different values, you know? And the thing that I, I found to be the game changer, what allowed me to be able to talk to them was the fact that I valued them. Like I didn't, I didn't look for every opportunity to talk about the gospel. I looked for every opportunity to be a source of peace and joy and freedom for them in, in an organic, healthy relationship. And in that, I found that there were opportunities on, you know, maybe once a week or once a month or something like that to have an actual productive, good conversation, you know, and most of the time it was centered around them and their life, you know, um, in my current job, I would say, I would say pretty much everyone's Christian, right? But just because we're all Christian working at a Christian company doesn't necessarily mean that the kingdom has come. Just because I believe in Jesus doesn't mean that the kingdom has come in their life. Doesn't mean that the kingdom has come in even my life in this moment. So I guess my perspective has been one of like, how do I lead this team to be to be something that's dynamic enough that on a daily basis we value family, we value you know hard work, accountability, forgiveness, all like all of these things. Like, and it's it's one say one thing to say that, and it's another thing to like actually receive a project that you. Like as you get into it, it's broken, it's messed up, it's like incomplete. And then turn around and say, hey, this isn't right. Can you please fix this? And then let that go. That's that's very different, you know, like being able to, yeah, just <laughs> feel like somebody lets you down. But then still treat them in a way that honors them so that they have an opportunity to fix those wrong, those those mistakes, but also forgive them so that they have an opportunity to, to essentially fix those problems and you don't hold that against them in the future. I've seen that within uh, my coworkers and myself from time to time. You know, there's this like resistance to genuinely keep my opinion about so-and-so that, oh, they just make mistakes all the time. Oh, they just met. They mess up all the time. They 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 tend to not do their work. No, you just caught their project on a on a bad day. You know, just like allowing that mindset of the kingdom come, of forgiveness, of mercy, of expectation that God will provide. That God will provide the peace needed for that situation. You know, I don't know. I I, I think that's. And I'm kind of articulating this and processing this as we're talking. You know, it's not it's not like I've already come to the, the find the solution. I've, I've been this is something I've been working on and trying to implement in my team for a very long time, you know, and and trying to articulate. And I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I'm getting better at it. Uh, and more more and more experiences are helping me kind of take take what I'm, I'm experiencing in my everyday life and make sense of it in, in a theological standpoint, you know. But I, I do I do absolutely agree with what you're saying. I, I feel like my my life situation is just different. You know, like I'm in charge of a team, like even at a Christian company. So it, like obviously the situation is going to be different. Yeah. So with that, I just want to encourage you to sit down, think about think about your everyday life situation, understanding the complex complexity of all of these humans and, and interactions and relationships 
acknowledging that that God, our Father, has loved them, has created them, and is sustaining their life, right? God said to us, his commandment to us is forgive and ask us to pray like this. Forgive me as I forgive others. I, th- I think that's the core of what he's trying to get us to do in our everyday life. But I think there's a lot of room for how that looks, what that, on a, on a practical level, what the, how that plays out in your life situation. It's going to look different since I am at a, at a Christian company. You know, it's going to look different for Colton because he is not at a Christian company. He is in a, a scientific and uh, laboratory type setting. Anyway, if you're running a machine completely alone, surrounded by nothing but buttons and beeps, it's absolutely going to look different in your situation. So I just want to encourage you to to ask the Holy Spirit, how how should we partner to bring our Father our Father's kingdom here right now? Um, yeah, I really want to take. I want you to take that prayer and let it come alive in you. I feel like we we have this tendency to, because it's memorized, because it's known like the back of our own hand, to almost be numb to it. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way of putting it. To be numb to it in such a way that we become stagnant. So, I just want to encourage you really to pray and let's 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 end in prayer right now asking the Holy Spirit to come and fill us up. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, I ask you to pour out words of knowledge upon our listeners. Come Holy Spirit, show us who we should forgive today. Spirit, I ask you to fill us up, to fill us up with new life, with new hope, new hope that heaven will come here on earth, that we exist in heaven, and that we are bringing heaven to earth. Spirit, I ask you for your guidance that we might not over-spiritualize this and make it more complicated than it needs to be. But just see, just see your will. The simple little things that we need to do that you are excited for us to do. Lord, we ask you to give us your hearts. Thank you, Father, that your kingdom will come and that your will, your desires for our our lives will be done. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Take care and God bless. Bye.
Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open heaven dot fire at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at under an open heaven dot fire. So Please go uh, give those a gander and send us any th- any feedback that you want. We would be happy to reply to you. God bless. Bye.